I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got the uh, bubbly, as always, fluffiest whimsicott. Hi, hi, hi. And we've got the knowledgeable, as always, Linian. Why can't I be bubbly? I'm bubbly. You are bubbly, but I already used it. Uh, fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And as always, uh, we're here to just bring you another show. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to talk to you guys about other than what have you guys been up to lately? Mm-hmm. I've got things because this has been a week for my fandoms, but that's for mm. that's for different reasons. Things okay. heating up in the Power Rangers discourse. Actually, yes. Uh, but oh, I was oh, guessing. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, something happened, I think. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. No, actually, uh, so, like, if you're a Power Rangers fan, they put out their 30th anniversary special this week, mm-hmm. uh, because it is the 30th anniversary of Power Rangers this year, and they actually they brought back a lot of people that have just not been on the show since they originally left. Oh. Like, the big one is they brought back David Yost, who played the original Blue Ranger, Billy. Oh. They brought him back. He was there. They also brought back Walter Jones, who is the original Black Ranger, Zach. Mm-hmm. These two haven't actually been anything since they left the show. For good reasons, especially one of them. But yeah, yes. yes. Uh, the, the special was like just fan service. It was like pure fan service. Well, I'm, I'm glad they felt that the ambient was like nice enough to them that they would come back. You all, yeah. So uh, what happened was, I mean, a lot of things have changed in like the past 30 years, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, time works that way. Yeah, a lot of things have changed in 30 years, mostly production companies. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers is no no longer like produced by Haim Saban anymore. Yes. Uh, who's a big driver for that, for a lot of the issues they faced. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's now produced by Hasbro. Yeah, which has a whole lot of bucket of issues, but at least <laughs> I, different I've never issues. had a problem with Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they're owned by Hasbro. Hi, but- I play D&D and Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh so Has- Hasbro owns owns Power Rangers, but they've done it. They've done like a good job, like treating the cast like humans, Mm-mm-mm. which is really good. When working with Hasbro is an upgrade, yeah, ah, that's that's yeah. a bad sign. Yeah. Welcome to Power Rangers. <laughs> to be fair, that it used to be owned by Disney, and now it's owned mm. by Hasbro. It, it's a whole wonky thing. Um, but either way, they did like really good. It was a lot of fan service. They like set up the next season that's going to be dropping this fall, mm-hmm. or at least I believe that. 
um, based on what happened. <laughs> that and like there, there is um, both casts were there in New Zealand filming at the same time. Oh, so cute. It makes me feel like that there was some overlap intentionally. Mm. Uh, so that you can get some like of the original OG guys in, in the new season mm, that's coming out and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the new season's only supposed to be like 10 episodes or something. Okay. Okay. But it's going to also have like its own landmark stuff. Like it's got the first female Red Ranger. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's actually, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of cool stuff. Are they shooting their own Tokusatsu footage now? Or uh, is it still. So you know, getting swiped. Well, not swiped. It's totally legal. And so in the uh, in the most recent seasons, because Hasbro took over not too long ago. Um, ever since Hasbro took over, they've been filming more and more original footage. Mm. Hmm. I, except for like the big mech battles. I think that all of the mech battles they just straight up take from Tokusatsu. <laughs> but like outside of the mech battles. They have been doing so much more original stuff. And actually, this upcoming season, they aren't basing it on any previous Super Sentai. They, like, made their own suits. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're okay. But they they made their own. (laughs) It's nice. So just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Like, in that fandom, really cool. Like, this is a Pokemon podcast, but (laughs) I I like that I got to nerd out about Power Rangers for three minutes. I I like hearing people talk about stuff that they're passionate about. It's why we're here. Yeah, no, it's really cool. They, I like. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it yet, but like, they they were very mm-hmm. true to the lore, like a surprising amount true to the lore. Oh, like they went out of their way to make references. Okay, to things in the <laughs> lore because like Billy, like Billy was on Earth, right? Because that's the whole point mm-hmm. of the, what they were doing. But they referenced mm-hmm. how he would, like was taking a break from being on a on uh oh my Aquatar, which is another planet. Power Rangers is a space odyssey, guys, Ooh. and. <laughs> Because it, they inferred that he was, like, married to this equation that ended up, like, mm-hmm. saving his life back in Power Rangers. The whole thing. Uh, nice. Like, okay. just like that little nod that nobody knew except for, like, me and other hardcore fans. They made nods to that. That's cute. Yeah, they were really good about it. I was really, really surprised with how how well they handled the lore. They even, like, were consistent with, like, the Z-Wave and Zordon dying. Mm. And, like, Rita turning good. Because um, if you've seen the trailers, like, they fight, like, Robo-Rita. What? Oh, you're telling me someone with the name Rita Repulsa got a redemption arc, but Jesse and James were denied. Yes, yes. Jesse and James didn't need one. No, they didn't need That's one. They're true. good people. Uh, yeah, they were the only. Ash's mom missed the finale. All of his companions, only Don showed up. Exactly. Jesse and James had a front row seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesse and James, Don are the only ones that showed up, and. I mean, Ash did the thing. Actually, have you guys seen like some of at least like clips or anything from the new anime? No, no, but I've heard good things. I I want to bank at least like three episodes or so before I go in. There are three now. Okay, maybe I'll watch it this weekend then. I haven't watched it. Watched it. I've just been like following the uh, you know like the social media version, mm-hmm. and uh, it's actually really cool. Like what? Uh, one, it's like semi confirmed. This is in the same universe, so that makes me happy. Because mm-hmm. we still have Nurse Joyce. Okay. Nurse Joyce still exists. But I don't know. Like, it's just shot really well. And the story is actually coming together really well. Uh, I saw mm. a really cool theory, uh, which would have fit much better into last episode. But Liko has that pendant they've been hyping up. And mm-hmm. somebody took the pictures of Trapagos and Ogre Pond. Oh. And they took the crystal from Ogre Pond's mask. And they put it right underneath Trapagos, uh jewel. And it oh. makes it makes the exact pendant that oh. Liko wears. 
I love uh, that. Uh, it makes uh. it makes me so upset that we're not getting this at the same time as Japan. Because like mm. they're getting things like they're getting hype for the DLC that we're just not really getting. <laughs> mm, I see. And I really want that right now. Like I need that in my life. Eh, well, what can you do? It's what I miss from the anime the most. Like some of my fondest memories from the anime are just like seeing things that didn't exist yet and then came into fruition later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looking at like the random Kecleon episode in Johto and the uh, just like the numerous times that they just had Gen 4 Pokemon during the Gen 3 anime. Mm, what, yeah. what if they just had a slowed the release? Ah, never mind. That'll never happen. <laughs> no. no, I I think at best, like we get this anime like in September, like at best, and then it'll be released all in blocks. So it'll be yeah, it'll even. be in blocks. Yeah, you know what? You know what I found out? Canada's not getting that treatment. They just get it on Cartoon Network, mm. and it's dubbed. So like Canada's ahead of us right now. It's ridiculous. Well, time to move to Canada for no yeah. other reason. I'm sure. Yeah, it's absolutely great. no other reason. Yeah, it, it's insane. I, I I learned that this week, and it's a slightly upsetting. Mm. Or maybe that was last week. I don't know. When, one week I was on Twitter, and somebody had a clip of the uh, the final battle between Ash and Leon mm-hmm. in the tournament, and they said they did it, they did it right, and I watched it because they played the poke like the original, well, not the original, but they played the, the theme song, like the I Want to Be a Very mm-hmm. Best theme song. Mm-hmm. Like in behind Pikachu, like landing the final blow. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not the original original version. It's the the one from X and Y where they redid it. Okay. Well, it was a good remix. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even that much different. To be fair, like I could barely tell the difference, right? Mm-hmm. So I sat there because somebody was complaining about how it wasn't. And I was just like, I don't know. The fact that they did it in general is mm. uh, kind of yeah, amazing as a concept. <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. The bar is very low for them, guys. Like, let them step over it. <laughs> Let's applaud them when they step over the bar. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was very that was very fun and interesting. But yeah, it's been a good week. I I'm sorry. Uh, I, I've talked over all of you and all of your amazing things I have that probably happened. Nothing. Happen. Okay. Nothing well, has happened. <laughs> I have something, but it's very briefly told. Oh yeah. There are shinies everywhere. Like I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so. I get pretty much the same outbreaks every day because I save pretty much in the same spots every day. And I keep doing the rufflet and the yeah. swablu ones never get a shiny. Like maybe I've done the like three times over the past week, nothing. And then I walk away from the outbreak and one night I got three shinies within 20 minutes mm-hmm. just walking around. What were they? Uh, so it was, oh, this one I'm proud of. I recognize the shiny slowpoke at night, mm. which <laughs> not easy actually. No, not at all. It's not easy during the day either. No, <laughs> and it wasn't even in a group. Like I, d- I don't know how I did that. The other two were like super easy because they were in a group and they were like a Gumi and a Gibble, so easy. And mm. then two days later, I turned on the game again. I do the outbreaks, no shinies. I walk off, and within nine minutes. I found three shinies again. Oh, what? <laughs> and then, like, I can spend two hours walking around, no shinies, and then, like, three pop up in rapid succession. I don't know if there's, like, something to the RNG or if it's just a big coincidence, but it was it was fun. <laughs> I mean... I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's just real weird, weird roles, but, I mean, we take those. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. You're very lucky. 
Especially since uh, the last one was an oink cologne, and I really wanted a shiny oink cologne. <laughs> it's pink. I like it. Yeah, the only the only thing I've really been doing is I've started playing Pokemon Infinite Fusion just kind of to mm-hmm. see mm. how that is. And uh, word of warning, it's it's actually surprisingly good. It's it's kind of fun. The mechanics are bizarrely well thought out. The the, the only issue. If you uh, choose the uh, the custom starter option, beware. It randomizes the gym types and doesn't tell you. Mm. I know, because uh. Brock was steel, which is already mm. way harder. And then he had a steel fairy ace. Oh, half no. of it was Steelix. Oh, no. It doesn't matter oh, that the no. other half was Mime Jr. Turns out that <laughs> steel fairy with over 100 defense at level 11 is a little rough. Yeah, you I can imagine. Say. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think this is a good place to go ahead, though. Mm-hmm. And we're going to kick it on over to the news. Let's cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, um, the Gen 5 sitting cuties came out on Pokemon Center in the U.S. Yes. Uh, I wasn't aware that they were coming out. That's So uh, in Dayton, Ohio, where I live, um, we have a store. In There's the a store that has them that it, sells Japanese plushes. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah, we have we have a specifically Pokemon, by the way. Um, it's called. Um, original 151. It's a Pokemon store. I, I don't mm-hmm. mind going there occasionally because you can get some stuff that's imported from Japan, and that's the reason to go. But they also carry Pokemon Center merch. They also carry Pokemon Center merch with like a pretty decent markup. Um, like mm-hmm. my, unless you need it right then and now, my recommendation is always just go to PokemonCenter.com and just buy it. It'll be in here in two days because they actually distribute out of Columbus, Ohio. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it'll be here in two days anyway. They like share facilities with Amazon and they just ship it out within like two days. Mm-hmm. Um, Must and, be nice. I mean, it is pretty nice. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, so, But that that is like my overall like this is what you should do. But if you want to go there, like I've been able to buy the Gen 5 sitting cutie plushes for like the past two months because we've been importing mm-hmm. them from Japan over there. Um, I actually took Seth over there when he was here and he like bought some before we, before we, they were Aww. out. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you can absolutely, uh, actually go ahead and buy those on Pokemon Center now. Uh, there are, they're as good as you think they are. I don't know what to tell you otherwise. They're the only way I'm ever going to get, uh, specific pokemon merch no well, one's gonna make a behem plushie you know like, well, i think i think that's kind of the point right mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess the point of sitting cuties is that nobody's gonna do it i i'm curious if when we get to gen 6 if they're gonna do megas Ooh, i'm curious i just want to know what step if they, what stack attack is gonna be if it's gonna be oh, like sitting be on its back. It's one of those how to stack. How does a dog wear pants? Things. Yeah, I just hope it's like compressed it. down completely. I just my hope favorite- they're doing it in like the the totally compressed one. Well, if you look at uh, my favorite sitting cutie that makes no sense is uh, Drapion because it's literally mm-hmm. just a Drapion plush. It's not sitting. Like there's just no way to make I mean, that happen. Honestly, the way I would do a stakataka would be like the tower sitting on the ground and the four legs just poking out 
at the corners. Well, I mean, you know that it can that it can like compact down, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 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 But then you're like missing sort of part of it in a way, <laughs> and I think it would be a lot cuter if it had just its legs like splayed around like a little kid sitting down. I'm kind of into that. But we should uh we should move on. So the Pokemon Twitter account has been hooked on turtles because of the new Pokemon reveal from the anime, which is probably just a Terrapagos form, maybe a baby. Yeah, uh, uh, I like turtles. Fun fact: I like turtles. Uh, fun fact: Shuckle is a turtle in the eyes of the Twitter account. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks like one. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a water type. So sure. Uh, none of this is true Sometimes. about Shuckle. I'm very confused. <laughs> it's a butchered expression. And I, the, the ESL got speaker got it, Thatch, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Well, uh, moving on. Okay, so Scarlet and Violet News. The game updated to version 1.3, which has several bug fixes. And several some bugs. Some of them very important. <laughs> yes, and several bugs. <laughs> Uh, now, mm, one of the bug fixes was a pretty significant one because if you were playing when the Walking Wake and Iron Leaves raids came out and you didn't get the update and you kept playing, you could have theoretically, and some people did, um, caught a bad egg from mm-hmm. the raid, which then was stuck in your game and risked like glitching out stuff and you couldn't get rid of it and it was bad. So they are going to fix that. They have fixed that. And now the raids are going to be running again from May 1st for a couple of weeks so that the people who missed out because of that glitch now can get their walking wake and Iron Leaves. That's a I good think, time. Yeah, it, it's good. You, it's good. I recommend it. It's good mm-hmm. to run these multiple times. Uh, I We all assume that these Pokemon are going to be available in the DLC. But, like, currently this is the only way to get them. So if you missed it for whatever reason... Here's yeah, your chance. I, I like this better than Mystery Gifts. I like this so much better than Mystery Gifts. I They both have their place. This is the correct way to do this release. Like, mm-hmm. this is... I like that... If they released Mythicals like this, I think it would have been a much cooler way to do it than just being like, this is Zerud. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like Spoilers for the topic. Yeah. yeah <laughs> this, <laughs> okay, he is trash, though. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all right, where are we at? Uh, I think it's back to Lydian. I gave him yeah, some. so uh, Smogon quick banned Shedtail and released Cyclozar from Ubers because uh, it turns out that uh, it really doesn't matter if uh, your Cyclozar or Orthworm sub on a switch is horrific, whether the Pokemon is really fast or really slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also doesn't help that we had like mediocre speed po- we didn't have any mediocre speed Pokemon with that ability yes mm. this is true because really slow pivot is really good really fast pivot is really good mm-hmm. mediocre speed pivot with a cushion is like kind of hard to use correctly yeah. uh, in Pokemon Go news Swine Up Community Day Classic is coming up on the 29th of April I think they announced the community day uh the day after Tears of the Kingdom comes out, so Oh no 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 they mm. didn't. Uh actually well, you're gonna you're gonna mention that, Linian. I'll let you do that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you stealing my thing? Yeah. Uh sustainability week also added shaman research uh, along okay. with a free box 
with an incubator and two Poffin as an apology for having the wrong info on their infographic until the 26th. Uh, I'm going to imagine that the, until the 26th is the uh, how long you have to collect the box and mm-hmm. not how long the information was incorrect, given that that is four days from recording. Uh, Reggie Drago no, returns to Elite Race. <laughs> it's still incorrect, and they're just not going to fix it for four days. Uh, Reggie Drago returns to Elite Raids May 13th. So if you want Reggie Drago, he's coming, but mm-hmm. only to Elite Raids. I guess. Yeah. In TCG news, which is also actually Puckle news, there's a Puckle TCG tournament coming up, and the signups are live through Saturday. So if you're interested, come on, come all. I signed up. I, signed I imagine up, that. I signed up for both this and also uh, and uh, PFTT, and I expect to do better in one than the other. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> You've been training very hard for one of them. For one of them and not the other. I okay, to be fair, I have been playing a lot more VGC recently, but just in the background. Um yeah. it's uh because VGC is like a good time still. I, I like I know it's really bad, but like I've really like fallen down the Wo Chien train. Um, no. Wo Chien, Wo Chien. <laughs> it's not good, but it's it's fun because like on low ladder people don't know how to handle it mm-mm, because they're like prepping mm-mm. for all the big stuff. And then you just, like, walk yeah. in with, like, stall team. Exactly. And there's a giant slug on the screen and it just doesn't die ever. Yeah, and you pair it with you pair it with Glamora, so, like, you just get poison oh, out on the field, too. <laughs> That's and, evil. And then, like, people, they just can't kill it and, like, they're just slowly dying because they're leech-seeded poison. <laughs> and you're just like, I can play stall in VGC now. Ha ha ha. Uh, um, I, I'm really bad. I'm horrible. Uh. Mm-hmm. All right, and this week's uh, Puckle's Pokey Opinion. I like this better than uh, Pokey mm-hmm. uh, Prediction. Prediction, yeah. Uh, this week was very turtle-centric. So what's your favorite turtle Pokemon? Uh, I, I'm going to quote the Aussie Crocodile from last week's mailbag, and I'm going to say, mm-hmm. this is a Blastoise household. Okay, <laughs> fair. This is a Blastoise household. Um, I, I don't know. I... To be, to be blasphemous, I don't really care much about any of the Gen 1 starters, and Squirtle is probably the one I feel the least about. I Like, Charizard, I get a, it, get, it gets, like, almost annoying at this point, and Venusaur, like, I have some mild affection for, so I look at you, the, the Blastoise, I'm like, you exist, I'm sure. I guess Turtonator, but it's Turtonator. not, like, a high bar. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Turtonator's probably my least favorite. I guess actually my favorite is going to be Terrapagos. Uh It's not going to be it looks Shuckle. Very pretty. No, <laughs> I like Shuckle, but mm, it's it doesn't quite have the same flair. Is it even a turtle? It's not a turtle. It's a worm in a rock. I know, but it's um. Is that uh, what we're defining turtles as now? I, I guess it's like the animal equivalent of oh god, I'm going to terribly mispronounce that. Paradoelia. Mm. Paradoelia. Yes, that's. You're correct, but like, yeah, it's a worm and a rock, but also it's like Pokemon are weird. I'm not going to be, I'm I'm not going to get throw taxon at human earth taxonomy at like a very basic attack. Water gun violates all known laws of physics. I'm just, I'm I'm not here (laughs) for, for the semantic dispute. Look, it's a turtle the same way that a Mimikyu is a Pikachu. I agree with that, actually. Yeah, we'll go. You know? (laughs) Sure. 
All right. Well, uh, that's going to be it for the news today. We are going to kick it on over now to our Pokey Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to our Poke Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. Our first question today is going to come to you from Mimikyu, Agent of Chaos. Nice. Hi, Dennis. <laughs> yep. Uh, what Pokemon, when, evolves its, uh, when it evolves, its base stat actually decreases? It's base stat total, I would assume. Uh, base stat total. That's what I'm okay. saying. Yes, yeah. my bad. I did not uh, correctly say that. Yes, when this Pokemon evolves, its base stat total decreases. Um, hmm. It would have to lose... Well, technically, uh, hmm. is, is Shedinja, like... An evolution? Does Shedinja go so, yeah, low that it goes below Ninkada having one HP? I, well, it I also has, so. like, no defenses, because why would it? Would Shedinja count? I don't know. Well, it's an option. I believe its base HP is one. Well, so. yeah. I, it's more like would it count as an evolution because it has the whole weird like. Yes, it would count as an evolution. It would count as an I evolution. I think yes. it's gotta be then, right? Because it's got like sub two fifty base stats. Mm. Where... Yeah, and Ninkada is like not good by far, but yeah, two fifty sounds about right for it. Maybe. Sure, sure. Mm. Shedinja to ninja, a uh, Ninkada then. Yeah, uh, Ninkara to ninjas, Kia, I suppose. Um. Uh, yes, that is correct. Um, cool. Uh, Ninkata's base stat total is 266, and Shedinja's is actually 236. Nice. It's because of that base 1 HP uh, doing a lot of heavy lifting, but... Yeah. <laughs> or failing I'll to write, lift, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll write this next question. Uh, is a general trivia question. Uh, we are going to go ahead, and we're going to ask you this question... Um, from Anjur. Mm, we haven't heard from them in a while. Uh, what move can be learned the most times via level up by a single Pokemon? Sketch. So the same move is yeah. every final answer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sketch is correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that's that's how that Pokemon works, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ske Sketch holds the record for being learned the most times via level up by a single Pokemon, being learned uh -huh. ten times by Smeargle. I would have totally forgotten that. Thank goodness you're here, Alenian. All right. Well, our next question is going to come to you from, uh, as your base deck question as always, and it's going to come to you from Fable Flygon. It's Pokemon Sapphire entry reads, if this Pokemon senses danger, it secretes a thick sugary syrup from the tip of its head. There are some Pokemon that love eating this syrup. Who's that mm -hmm. Pokemon? I know this one Sapphire. and I hate that I do. <laughs> Isn't uh, it like Surskit? It is Surskit. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is a very strange entry, and I have it. Uh, I, I know this one because PTU gave it the the lovely named ability Danger Syrup. Uh, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say Sirskit final answer. Sirskit is correct. Uh, the second entry was going to be from Fire Red and Leaf Green, and it reads, uh, They usually live on ponds, but after an evening shower, they may appear on puddles in towns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are four for three right now. This next question is worth up to two points for you. Um, I am going to ask you, uh, there are four answers here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am only going to need two of them. Oh, I'll no. give you a point for each of them. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, this means uh, it's hard. <laughs> not a good sign. Not a good sign. Uh, all right. This one is from Farmer Fox. Uh, toxic is a lot less common on non-poison types this gen. What four non-poison types can learn toxic in Generation 9? Hmm. These are lines, by the way, not individual Pokemon. Okay. So there are some evolution lines in here. Hmm. Well, um, can uh, the Pokemon that Linia loves so much learn it? What? What? Toad School. Uh, Can it? Are you locking that in? No, I'm asking Lee and if he I knows. I have no idea. Um, it would make some kind of sense. Um, I, I'm i not saying I don't understand. I'm just trying to think over other Pokemon that might get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm willing to say it. I mean, like, we need to start somewhere. I'm just trying to even remember what Pokemon are in the game. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I do know a mushroom that knows it. Uh, um, just Breloom. Oh, okay, then. Uh, are you locking that in? I'm go- Yeah, I'll lock in Breloom, because I know that that thing has it. Uh, Breloom is correct. Good job. Um, is Vespaquin still in... Scarlet, Violet, because it gets that via level up in pretty well, much every game, and that's like its whole shtick is being a defensive there. pressure staller. I don't know if they still let it keep toxic. I don't know. Uh, I feel better Nobody about Toad School, it. honestly. Do you want to lock Toad School and Toad School in? I mean, we already got a mushroom, so like, what are what are the odds they didn't and, and do it twice? Like, you know, it's a tentacruel, so and, and it's, it's got my cel- status moves, and it's got yeah. mycelium might. So I would yeah. never know if it has a, has good uh, uh, status moves because it doesn't want to use them. It's actively punished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's try that then. All right, uh, you're going with what was it again? Uh, to- Toad School, Toad School. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is also correct. Yay! Um, yeah, they both have it. So that gives you two points. There are two more uh, that you're missing. Uh, Vespiquen was actually an answer. Ooh. Um, uh, and then also Wooper and Quagsire, because they're both in the game already. Oh, but, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Fine. <laughs> so Regular essentially, it's, it's <laughs> Mushroom, Wasp, and the two Pokemon who are related to poison types through convergent evolution or, or um, what's it called? Regional forms. That makes yeah. sense, mm. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you guys got that. You guys are six for four. Um, we're on your last question, which is your base stat question, as always. Uh, and we are going to go ahead and we're going to this. They're both from Snackard. So we're going to go with this one from Snackard. OK. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you, what bug type Pokemon has the highest special attack? 
So Yon Mega has around mm. 115, so there's got to be... Uh, Feramosa has 131 or 137? I think, yeah. Vickerbolt's I think... got 140 or 145. Ooh. Volcarona is 135, Ooh. I think. It's lower than Vickerbolt, I know that much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, well, I don't, I don't think that um, that Frostmoth went over Volcarona. It might be lower, actually. No, and I don't. I try to think of anything in Gen Eight that's a bug type that would have that high of a special attack. Robska doesn't seem like no. that high. No. Um. Um. Uh, I all of the the bug types in this generation were like physical attackers. Yeah, exactly. And also kind of bad. <laughs> like for the for a couple uh, a couple of years it's been like, yeah, you know, there's some good real good bug types breaking the mold and then this gen they went actually no. Yeah. So, um I know that like I'm just okay. going over none of the bug type uh there aren't any bug type um paradoxes. Oh, there are, well, but it's a physical there is attacker. One, but it's a physical um, attacker, yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel good about Vickavolt at like 140. Because it's like Feromosa has 151, but in speed, right? Yeah, the so it has 131 or 137. Those are the two primes. Yeah. One of them's. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I think it's 131, and then 137 is Buzzwall's attack and defense. Mm hmm. Okay, so it, it has to be Vickavolt then. Unless I'm forgetting something, which is entirely possible, but Vickavolt final answer? I'm fine Vickavolt with that. Vickavolt is correct. Good yeah. job. I heard Vickavolt final answer, so I just went with it. Yeah. Um, all right, so that gives you guys the max eight points today. Vickavolt has, uh, has a base stat total of, or a base stat of 145 in special attack. Feromosa is next with 137, followed up by Frostmoth with 125. Okay. Where is Volcarona on that? I I, uh, I don't know. I only got Volcarona is above one hundred and thirty. I thought it was. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's one thirty or one thirty-five. Volcarona is. I thought it was higher. Um, yeah. we're gonna look. We're gonna look it up. Volcarona is one thirty-five. Yeah, okay, so it should have been on that list. I um, know my girl. All right, so that gives you guys uh, an eight-point lead or eight-point addition to your trivia scores. And we're gonna. That's gonna let uh, Linian reclaim the throne. Yay! Woohoo! Um, oh, actually, it won't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't paying attention. Um, all right. In first place, we have Whimsicott. What? With twenty-four. Yeah. Um, in second place, we have Linian with twenty-two. In third place, we've got Sharkfin again with nineteen. In fourth place, we have Sublime with seventeen. Fifth place, we've got Seth Bilo with 14. Uh, Jushiro and Sick with 13. Everybody's got different. It's hard. Uh, tied for seventh, we've got Sigma and Basket with 12. Uh, in ninth, we've got Mark and Claude tied for with eight. And in eleventh, we've got Dr. Shamu with five. Uh, it's a race to 40. Whoever gets their first wins bragging rights. Uh, <laughs> all right. Until next time, guys, uh, you can tune in next week. But we're going to kick it on over to the topic. We have another review. This one is going to be from Spartan THX 117. Five stars, longtime listener. First, and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast, I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends when neither of us had to work. 
since then we've moved in together and become engaged. Both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the host and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be top five and bottom five grass types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if for th- for those of you who haven't heard one of these episodes before, uh, this is a part of the show where we go through and we try to make a list of our favorite and least favorite Pokemon of a certain type. And at the end, I think we, I honestly, I think like we should do like a 19th episode when we're done, just ranking Pokemon overall. And we take like Pokemon from our top and bottom lists. Ooh. Alternatively, ranking the types. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. We can do both. <laughs> uh, that's the 20th episode. That's the 20th episode, Lydian. Okay. Then, then we just start ranking like random things. But either way, we're on grass types now. We do have the other ones uh, for you to listen to. So go check our back catalog. We are on grass this week, though. Because it's spring. Things are getting nice. Uh, we can go through and, uh, I, so I mentioned this, at, like, offhandedly, like, grass types the other day, and then I was looking at it, and I'm, one, I'm having a hard time, like, picking bottoms again. Same as us. Uh, yes, but for a very different reason. <laughs> like, a lot of these grass types are, like, okay. So, like, it is actually, uh, it, it is very uh, difficult to pick a bottom mm-hmm. one. Uh, so I, I'll get things started where I'll propose a top one mm-hmm. and a bottom one, and then, of course, we can discuss. Uh, and we can decide whether or not we want to kick things out. Um, okay. So, uh, in the top for, for grass type, I think there's a couple very easy, like, you know, slam mm-hmm. dunks in terms of grass types. Um, I think we have to like put Venusaur there because it's just OG. It's very like grass typey. It's on the cover of one of the very first games. Sure. Yeah, and like it has a cool mega. What's wrong with it? Do, do you have issues with Venus? Or I mean, I guess you have that Gen One starter thing. I completely understand it. I like. I'm fond of it. I guess. I I I know for a fact. By the way, I'm about to be crucified by a very specific person. And yes, if you think it's you, it is you. I uh, I just think it's it's a good way to like call out everybody named Greg. Okay. No, no, it's one guy named Reese. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's fine. I just don't like how warty it is. <laughs> warty. Okay, fair. It is. It is. You know what? I can fix that. Okay. How? It, you you can fix that? Okay, continue. Yeah. Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur instead of Venusaur. I can do this. I can do this without any problems, actually. <laughs> Like I'm okay with like the the line. I could do this. I could do like the line. Like I think the line is iconic. Like grass type Venusaur. I'm I'm very fond of Ivysaur because I love how well it was done in Smash. Like not in a power level thing, but also for that. But like it just it feels real good in that. So I I'll do the line. I I so I actually like uh a lot of like the middle stage starters in general. I just think they're like really cool like teenage versions. I don't know, like like they do a very good job in terms of starter design because your starters go with you on your whole journey and like it kind of reflects you as a trainer growing to some extent like oh this is my little baby pokemon because i'm a little baby trainer oh this is like my teenage pokemon because like i'm a little bit better now i i like the middle stages a lot but they are subject to some of the wildest swings in quality um, for every Grovile and Raboot, there is like a Quilladin 
or a Thwacky or a... Yes. <laughs> there is a Quilladin. Okay, no, Thwacky's amazing. Thwacky, I'm not. I'm not offended by Thwacky. I'm not offended by Thwacky. Quilladin, though, I am. I am offended by. Uh, we could nominate that for the bottom. In all honesty, because I think I. I actually think Quilladin did such a disservice to that entire line. Like I remember getting so hyped in 2013 and being like, "Wow, these three starters look amazing." <laughs> looking at Froki, Fennekin, and and Chespin, and being like, "Wow, they the three of these really look good." These are these are exactly what I think starter Pokemon should look like after I mean, especially after Gen 5 and whatever Tepig was and after but like seeing those and I, and then we get the middle stage evolutions announced and we see Quilladin and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> A mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Like Quilladin, like Chestnut, I'm OK with. I think Chestnut's fine. I think Chestnut's fine. Quilladin is definitely like the awkward teenage years. And they, it did not. It did such a disservice to both Chespin and Chestnut. What's baffling to me about it is that, like, we know all of the starters go through like nine iterations, and they like. So what were the other ones? They stuck with that one. Yeah. We're, yeah. How do they make that bad? Like, I, I am, I am here with you. Actually, I am here with yeah. you on this, Lydian. Okay, so we've got a top and we've got a bottom. I put Ivysaur on our list, but it can't. I, I think it's reflective of the whole line. <laughs> it's a middle ground to represent the entire line. I I get it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, but Quilladin, I think, is I, that does not represent the whole line. It does not, not at all. I really like Chespin, and I really like Chestnut. Quilladin is a yeah. I th- but Quilladin needs to go to the bottom. I agree with this. Okay. Um. So th- with that, I will allow somebody else to make uh to make suggestions. Now that I am done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guess. <laughs> I know. I, I'm not actually against it in this scenario, though. I'll be honest. I I don't disagree either, is the thing. And when they gave it fairy type, it got a lot more oh. interesting. And Exactly. We mean Whimsicott, by the way. We mean Whimsicott, by the way, because we never actually said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally my name on the show. I think people could get there. Some people may, others may not, but I, okay, so Whimsicott, I can actually agree putting there in the Grass-type episode, not in the Fairy-type episode, but in the Grass-type episode, yes. Exactly, which is the reason I didn't propose it for the Fairy-type episode. It should it should have been there in the Flying-type episode, but that's a completely different conversation. See, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's part of why it's so cool. Like, it made you think it was a type that it wasn't, and then it gained a type that was unique for a while, and it's like, it has its own niche, and it's really cute, and it's not too overpowered, but it's not too much trash competitively, because it has a niche, and it, it's just a really cool Pokemon, in my opinion. It, it's, uh, it's, it sees, like, as, almost as much support play as uh, Amoongus, um, and I, I mean, to be fair, Amoongus design-wise, I'm just tired of it, and maybe that's just because it's overused, but that's a, that's a different story. I, and Whimsicott has, has a spread of, like, interesting stuff. And like back in the na- when terrain was literally the entire format, it was running nature power, which was just really cool. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. It was really great. I remember nature power being. I'm Amber. Look, it it can do so many things. Like it can annoy you to death with subseed. It can be really great support with tailwind and stuff, especially in VGC. Yeah, it can do a ton of different things, which make it fun. But it like, it doesn't get overwhelming with any of them. And it looks great. 
and it has one of the best shinies in the game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not fighting you on that. So, what's a, what's a, what grass type are you gonna dunk on? A bottom. What, what's a bottom? Okay, so just for how much of a sheer disappointment it was, Scovillain. Uh, oh, I like. I want to. I want. I like. I okay. So like, I thought about Scovillain as well as like a a, a bottom a nomination. I don't want to put it there because I think there's other worse offenders. And I think Scovillain gets saved by its fire typing. That's the point. We've been waiting for a fire grass type for 25 years, and that is what you give us? I've come around on it. I, I initially hated it, but now it's got, like, it's got enough goofy energy that I can kind of, I can deal. Mm, okay. Honestly, with what Linian said, I do absolutely agree. I think I think the energy is en- is there. I honestly didn't want like a really, really good grass fire type because I feel like, I don't know, like I, I, that feels like a type combination that would be so popular that so many people would overuse it. If you had asked me on launch of Scarlet and Violet, I would have agreed. I wouldn't have even blinked. Uh, but by now, I just, I think it's kind of got, when it was, it had the attack, it was like Yeehaw Blaster or something on a TCG card. I'm like, you know what? Actually... <laughs> And they didn't even translate it that way. Isn't that so upsetting? It is. It's cruel. It's a cruel, cruel thing. But uh, it's also not. It's it's like when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm I'm gonna like you a little bit, not a lot, but like. Eh. You know, you know why I can forgive it because one of the heads is angry slash sad, and the other is happy. So it, he's like the, the old mask of the drama comedy theater thingy. Yeah, fine. I forgive it. All right. Well, uh, Linian. Uh, I want to start with uh, a bottom option. Now, I have a weird feeling that Thatch is about to say that I'm extremely wrong and that he loves this Pokemon dearly. Uh, I just, I don't know why I have that vibe. Uh, but what is Tropius, and why is it a thing? Why? Banana boy. I won't. I won't. I won't like disagree. Disagree. The only thing I really dislike about Tropius recently is that like I feel the sizing they gave it in the wild in Scarlet and Violet is very disappointing. It's very disappointing. Yeah, I used to think it was like tall. Oh yeah, it was one of those three shinies in ten minutes, and it was like, but you're so tiny. That's disappointing. It is really small. Like no, it's grass flying. It's as tall as your player. I don't think. <laughs> Linian. Well, okay. It does say that it's supposed to be like six foot seven. Yeah, but that's to the shoulder, and that's to the shoulder. So its neck should make it like, unless that's its length measurement. In which case, that's just disappointing. That is very disappointing. It's the wingspan, actually. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's very. You know, I don't want to put him in the bottom, but like, I can't. I don't know that I can disagree. I can disagree because because it, he's banana boy. I can disagree. It's sunk cost fallacy. Okay, look. I have a vote of apathy. That's kind of how I feel. I think if Scovillain gets a pass for being goofy, then Tropius definitely should get one as well. It's a banana dinosaur, guys. I mean, if you're gonna fight this hard, I'm not. I'm not gonna vote against it. Uh. We can we can put it on a shelf, and if we can't come up with four other good bottom grass types, sure. Sure, sure. That means I will uh, produce a, a a better Pokemon for this list then. Um, and I think I'll actually have uh, less resistance on putting this in the top. Let's talk about the better pine tree, Alolan Executor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that has to be there, right? I think it has to be there. It's so funny. I agree. Honestly, 
It would be even funnier to put it on the top five dragon types list. No, I think I think it's better as a grass type. <laughs> but it's not a dragon. No, it's it is. Inc- I love it. It's probably my second or third favorite Pokemon of all time. Uh, I remember when they're like, "Hey, here are Lolan forms," and then you're like, "All right, what what's what Pokemon are you going to introduce to sell me on this Executor?" All right, like that's a Pokemon I haven't thought very much about, and then they show what it turns into. I'm like, "All right, perfection. We'll never top this." Yes, <laughs> literally, it's too tall. Yes, actually, though. Also, anytime they use it in like art or or Pokemon Snap or the anime or or whatever it is, it invariably works. It's a really good joke. When it was in Let's Go and I got to see it running around behind me, that was great. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> I especially love like when we saw it in the trailer and the trainer sent it out and the head was off screen. I that was like the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm putting it there. It's done. We're we're in. Um, all right. So we've got three in the top and one in the bottom. Uh, we gotta do better. Um, okay. So uh, I think there's an easy. I mean, there's a lot of easy shoe wins. I think for top because it's top. Um, it's top. I I don't know. I don't want to do any more starters because I really like a lot of the starters. Uh, on the bottom though, Zarud. I think Zarud is disappointing and shouldn't exist. There are ones I don't like more, but I also have no strong... The only good things about Zarud were it was saved by having a decent movie. I didn't watch the movie. Was it good? That's like the only Pokemon movie I haven't seen. The movie's actually pretty good because, like, Zarud gets a lot of human conversation. It can't speak, but the 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 boy in the movie can speak Zarud because he was raised by them. So whenever they're alone, it's just speaking English. Uh, and it has, like... Real dad vibes. It's it's kind of great, but uh, that's the only good thing I can say about it. it. It's being saved by a good movie doesn't always work. I'm sorry. You're no Entei. You don't have that kind of dad energy. No, 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 no. That's for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So I think for the top, I mean, I can think of a couple that aren't starters, Um, but I cut, but one that I, I, I really like, I think Breloom, Breloom for top. I don't see why not. Agreed. Agreed. Actually, I really like Breloom. It is. I. I think. I. I think that was. So when we were w- watching like the lead up to Scarlet and Violet, I think that Pokemon being announced being back was one of my like top ten favorite mm-hmm. things of all time. One of your biggest relief moments. Honestly, they did a really good job making Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet feel very different. Outside of the way that the gameplay is way better in Scarlet and Violet in terms of design, not performance. They made a good job of the worlds feeling different because, honestly, because of Dexit, uh, where they made a very clear point of including Pokemon that weren't in Sword and Shield into Scarlet and Violet. Outside of Vespaquen, somebody really likes Vespaquen at Pokemon. Like, they're putting it in everything. Yeah, Breloom, I think, was the one I was most excited about. Yeah, it's uh, it's very unique. And and it does things that nobody else does, even in competitive. But again, without getting overwhelming. So, yeah, I like that. I, okay, Breloom for top. All right. Well, those are those are thatches. Okay. Uh, I think we're all going to agree on my proposal for the top. Let's see if I'm right. I hadn't considered this, but I don't disagree. But I don't think it's enough of a grass type. I feel like I feel like we could go better. Mm, better than Cartana. I feel like we could go better than Cartana. I, I think my other proposals are. 
a bit basic compared to Cartana. Well, I mean, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Let's put let's put a pin in Cartana. Because I really like Cartana, but like uh, I don't feel like I can, in good conscience, call it a grass type. <laughs> or like even top five grass type. Wow. You know, like okay, I I I, yeah. I evidently love Cartana a lot more than other people. <laughs> oh oh, I love it. I just don't feel like it's much of a grass type. You see it more as a steel type. Yes, which is weird because it doesn't get many good steel moves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, does it get a lot of good grass moves outside of like Leaf Blade? <laughs> It's got the same kind of coverage that was Steel in terms of Smart Strike. It also has Razor Leaf, which was very relevant in doubles. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it was as relevant as you think it is, but I will I will digress. I don't know. I think I think there's an argument to be made about the fact that Cartana's grass type is what makes it cool because it's paper, but then you know it's well whatever. Okay. I understand. Okay, what's your bottom? My bottom. Mm, so this is where it starts to get. I will say there is a Pokemon in Gen 9 that I looked at and I thought, why do you exist? And that's Bramblegast. Yep, I'm behind you. As soon as you said that, I agree with you, actually. I don't believe Bramblegast and Bramblin deserve existence. I actually like Bramblin as a concept because, you know, tumbleweeds. It's cool that it's, you know, grass ghost type. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fight real hard. I do like these Pokemon. Their stat distribution murdered them. It strangled them in the crib. I don't even know their stats. I just looked at them. They're physical attackers with jank, just awful jank move pools. It doesn't even get like Shadow Claw. You have to run Phantom Force or Shadow Sneak. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you, but I am sad because I actually really like, I like them. I like how they're animated, but also I get it. <laughs> exactly. I have a, I have like a fondness for them, but I would have liked, like the reason I said Bramblegast and not Bramblin. I think they fell short. Exactly. Is if, if Bramblin had evolved into something a little more complex as a design, it would have been better. Instead of more Tumbleweed. It's exactly just a bigger tumbleweed, and that's disappointing. I would also, like, say something... I feel the same way about Bramblegast that I feel about Palmot. Mm, but Palmot is so cute. I don't oh, Okay, mind. we both had very different reactions to that, oh. it appears. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I feel like I'm in the middle there, <laughs> but I think Palmot is awful. Also, is it pronounced Palmot, or is it just Palmo again, but with a T? Uh, and it's silent. I don't know. It, it's even more stupid if the t is silent yes and that would upset me very much so i don't think it's silent because it's um it's not french i also hate its evolution method i think it's dumb yeah for brambling exactly yes for bramble gas it makes sense it does not make sense for palmo palmo makes no sense to me it's just that they wanted you to keep the pikachu by your side outside of the pokeball which eh, i don't agree with the other, the other two Pokemon, it, it makes no sense for. For specifically Bramblegast, I think it's actually ingenious given how tumbleweeds reproduce. I actually think it, it works well enough for um, Rabsco. If uh, if C if CPG Gray listens to our show, he's gonna hate us. But that's okay. No, he's gonna be like, yeah, anything to d take down the Tumble Lords. That's the trouble with tumbles. <laughs> oh, then perfect. I hope he listens to our show. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Uh, uh, who's next? It's me. Uh, I've got a Pokemon for bottom that I just, I don't 
It's a Pokemon I, I feel absolutely nothing for. Jumpluff is stupid. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so, like, I was gonna do it, but with who is on the show, I knew we were gonna get resistance, Linian. Look, I know, I know it's a... Com- I'm glad that you're brave enough to say it. Uh. It's a completely useless ball of fluff, but it's so cute! <laughs> It's look, it's really, 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 really cute. And the English names are brilliant. The colors are amazing. The shinies are really nice. Okay, so if you play this is such a this is so dumb. This is gonna be a really dumb sentence. Um so if you play Gym Leader Challenge in the TCG, which is a format that exists, there is a good grass deck where you use a jump bluff line because the rapid strike t- jump bluff can actually do a lot of damage and get you two price turns in a single price format. Um, and it's, like, kind of fun. But I'm not going to put it in top. The only, th- the, the only thing that I have that's deep, that I, that I can say that's not mean uh, to Jumpluff is the green Pikachu bits in uh, Dogs in Love, a very good video you should all watch, had me in stitches. But that's because those guys are expert improv comedians and nothing to do with Jumpluff. <laughs> <laughs> I will send you the link because you will be obsessing over it. <laughs> Thank you. What's your What's your top, Lydian? What's your top? Because we're not going to be able to push this through. All right. This isn't going to go through. I just need to say how much I love this Pokemon. Wo Chien is great. And I will be accepting no criticism at this time. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't disagree with you, but I'm not going to put it in top. I love how it's a bunch of leaves uh, that that have become a snail. I like how the, the shell is formed. No one will, no one agrees with me. I don't know why anybody was upset at it. People are like, the other ones are way more interesting. I'm like, not really. I don't, I don't agree with that, actually. Because, like, you look at Chi Yu, they, like, they're like, these are the beads of ruin. I'm like, that's a goldfish. But it's a really cute goldfish, Thatch. And it's a fish made of fire. I, I like Chi Yu, but it's... F- like it's it's fine it's fine i i don't i have no strong feelings it's dinglu that i can't stand i think wochien is as interesting or if not more than chiyu wochien is someone who understood the assignment they're like take this and make an unusual and unexpected animal out of it and they went great i'll turn this into a snail shell i would never have come up with that yes i think tinglu is boring tinglu is super boring i believe that Chien Pao was made by a teenage boy that makes those S's in class. Yes. <laughs> you know the ones I'm talking about? As a quartet, they are the best legendaries that we've had in literally oh, probably yeah. since like Gen 3. I, 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 I love them. Actually, I'm not going to entirely disagree. Like, they're very strong. Like, I think, like, Tapus were good. I think they were on theme, and they understood the assignment. I just think the assignment was not as good as these. I think the Tapus are amazing, but they were too much like each other. And I love that these ones are so different. This is episode 21 of the series, Linian, is where we rank... Legendary groups. Okay. Legendary groups. Uh, And (laughs) that's what we do. Okay, okay. Moving on. I guess it's back to me. Uh, we've made a lot of pro- we've made a lot of not progress. <laughs> We're checking Pokemon off the list, that's for sure. <laughs> so this is one of my favorites, and I don't think it. I don't know if you guys would agree with me for the top five, but I really like it. I really like Obama Snow. Ah, uh, no. I I figured you would disagree. I just like it. I like the type combination. It, I think it's cute. 
actually for Sword and Shield, I went out of my like I typically use all new Pokemon in a new playthrough. Uh, except in Sword and Shield, I went out and I found a Snover. Mm. Um, because you could catch a low level Snover, and I was like, I'm going through the game with this boy. Okay, and I did. I had a good time. Uh, okay. So my favorite doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Um, okay. So on this list, there is a. I think there are. There's one Pokemon that is very easy to be like, yeah, this is, doesn't need to be here. Um, and I'm gonna say the Grass type Wormadam just so we can get th- something on the list. Oh wow. <laughs> I, I would make a joke about that being low-hanging fruit because of how it appears. <laughs> That's a better joke than I expected, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I just think it's a bad Pokemon, but the most rational form of Burmy. But also, it's Wormadam. Who are we going to upset? <laughs> yes. But also, it's Wormadam. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, Simi Sage is like a very good dunk, too. But I actually like Simi Sage. Like, I don't love it, but it's like, you're the best of the monkeys. Uh, I actually, of the three, Simisage and Pansage are the best. Exactly. That's what saved them from going on my list. I was like, yeah, it's the monkeys, but it's the best of the monkeys. So It is the best of the monkeys. His name is Davy Jones. I couldn't think of a member of the monkeys fast enough to make the joke. Uh... <laughs> Mickey Dolans, Davy Jones, Peter Tork. And that is the last I will think about the monkeys for the next three years. You're talking to Thatch about 60s and 70s bands. Like, come on. <laughs> Who's the, oh my gosh, he just died. I, Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesmith. Yeah, I, I'm okay with, with putting it there just so that we can get something done. Wormadam? Wormadam? Wormadam. Grass, you're dead. You're gone. Okay, okay. So now we need a favorite and a bottom. What you got? I... Don't know if you guys are going to like this, but Blossom? I know it's useless. Uh, no. I'm like not against it, but I think Blossom would have made a bigger impact on me. And I, I hate Blossom for a couple of reasons. Not not because it's a bad looking, like the design's very good. I really like, I think it's a very interesting new Pokemon they added in Gen 2. Um, I really dislike its legacy in generation three where you have to like trade a corsla which you can only get like one of to get the sunstone or something or no you have to you have to trade your one blossom away to get a corsla and that's the only way to get the corsla you know what it's it's fine i've thought of something better and i will tell you if we get to the next round and what's your bottom what's your bottom pick bottom is i think carnivine actually yes legends arceus ruined carnivine for me you know, I used to like it more, and then I think Thatcher's right. I think it was literally ruined by PLA. Yeah, I can't stand it anymore. PLA, like, I wanted to say Paris earlier as, like, a potential, but then, like, PLA saved Paris. But they're actually cool. No. Yeah, PLA, like, saved Paris. Um, But it's, like, but PLA, like, ruined Carnivine, because the PLA's a great game, and I think we should get another Legends game just like it. Um, I'd love to see that continue. I think the problem that PLA had was that it's Pokedex. Like they, I understand that they want to keep Pokedex as small in these types of games. I, and I understand why I think the problem with PLA. Was, well, and they didn't want to a- answer questions of like, where did 90% of the Pokemon go over a hundred years? Cause that just gets sad. The only problem that I really had with that was that the Pokedex was so small that it got really repetitive after a while. Like ghastly. Oh my gosh. Stop showing me Drifloon and ghastly at night. Like that was awful. Um, but I think, even then, Carnivine's part of the problem. The the aggressive Luxray swarms just... Uh. 
Yeah, I think that was my only problem. Like, I think if we get in the Legends game, I would love to see the Pokedex go from like 240 to 300. Or even if, as long as we're not doing, you know, Gen 4, the one that had like the most legendary Pokemon that they had to include all of. Because like out of that 240, I'm, I think like 20 of them are legendaries. You know, if we did a Let's Go game for uh, Gen 6, that would be real good because you've got a massive dex throw a couple of uh regionals in there and you you're cooking with gas that could be really good i i agree with that yeah no objections yeah but who do we say carnivine carnivine on the bottom i i'm there all right uh lenny you can try to overthrow one of the bottoms if you want but we just need a top uh no the only thing that i have on the list that i think might uh is is just man eldegoss was nothing uh, I don't mm. disagree with you. It is an inferior whimsical. And an inferior jump block. I don't agree with that, but I won't. Uh, yes. But I don't think we're going to. I think we just need a top one. So. Yeah. <sighs> like, Decidueye was really cool, right? I mean, we could replace Wormadam with it, but. Decidueye was really cool. You're not wrong. Yeah. It was really cool. He was a grass ghost, which was really cool. Uh, I remember when I saw that, I you know, I had that moment of, oh, oh, they stuck the landing. Rowlet was really good. Decidueye is awesome. And it uses its little uh, drawstring uh, for the hoodie a- as an archery thing. That's really cool. It was my favorite grass-type starter until Meow Scarada. But I don't, like, I think... On strongest actual, like, I think it's a, str- I think Decidueye is a better design in general. Meowskarada just personally appeals to me more. Mm, fair. Yes, I agree with that statement, actually. Very much so. I, I put, I'll put Decidueye there. I'll vote for that. I'll vote for that. I can get behind it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Because everything else I, I was thinking of is too basic. Uh, I'm also, I'm also okay with replacing Wormadam grass with Eldegoss, just so it's, like, more definitively grass type. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm fine with that. I think Eldegoss is, like, they're, they're just like, hey, what if we had a Cotton Puff Pokemon? They we're like, haven't you already done that before? They're just like, yeah, but we were just cheating off our home, old home. No, that was a Dandelion, and that was a Sheep. Uh, so, actually, this is original. So... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the thing is, you have the cotton and you have the dandelion already. So, like, Eldegos is super cute, but meh. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It's okay. All right, so we've got a list then. Ooh, we made it. Uh, does anybody want to fight with the list? No, no. I mean, there is one grass-type Pokemon that I think is incredibly okay, say it. cool. Which one's that? But Linian's here. What does that mean? <laughs> what is it? Toad school little feetsies are gonna have to stay in the box. What? What is it? What is it? Toad school little feetsies are gonna have to stay in the box. Okay, yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. No, bye, bye, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, though, like I would get behind that, but yeah, Linian's here, so it's not gonna work. Uh, all right, so uh, all right, in our top five, um, for those of you at home. Uh, we've got the the Bulbasaur line. Um, we've got Whimsicott, Alolan Executor, Breloom, and Decidueye. Uh, in the bottom five, we have Quilladin and Quilladin alone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Zarud, Bramblegast, Eldegoss, and Carnivine. We have a bottom one and then a bottom four. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Quilladin. Yes. Quilladin is hot garbage. <laughs> he was such a disappointment. 
Uh, all right. So if you guys have a different list, please let us know at PuckoPodcast at gmail.com last week. We'd love to know. And I love gra- gathering this, the statistics. I think it's always really cool to see how you all have different things. But until then, guys, we are going to kick it on over to our Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you all on the flip-flop. Pokemon the episode. Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National X number 658, Greninja, the ninja Pokemon. It's Pokemon Omega Ruby Dex entry states. It creates throwing stars out of compressed water. When it spins them and throws them at high speed, these stars can split metal in two. Yeah. Wow. That's Greninja. Greninja's a Pokemon, and it's back, baby. I love him so much. Uh, Base 530, with its protein ability that has been nerfed, uh, because protein now only activates once per battle, or once per time the Pokemon's in. Uh, I like that better. It makes life so much better. I believe that all of those abilities are ba- were bad the way they instituted them, unless it was like, oh, this is Kecleon's hidden ability. Yeah, because it's a Kecleon. It's less fun, but more balanced. I'll give you that. Yes. Uh, all right. But Greninja, you know, it's got decent ba- base stats, which makes it good all the time. Uh, base 72 HP, base eight, 895 attack, base 67 defense, 103 special attack, 71 special defense, and... 122 speed so that 122 speed makes it go burr but i believe they made meowskarata 123 mm, i think uh, so yes just to outspeed this boy because the new model has to be better not really i think they just did it to like i think give- they just did it because they couldn't give it very mm. high of an attack stat given that they were giving it wicked blow and so the stats had to go somewhere <laughs> yeah yes fair yes i i definitely well yeah 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 all right, but yeah, I mean, Greninja's good Pokemon. Yeah, I mean, with Protean, he can turn to different types, and he does actually get pretty decent coverage mm-hmm. to change it. Yeah. I mean, he was the original Protean problem. Yeah. Uh, he was the original Protean problem. I mean, you look at the moves he can learn. Um, he's got Extra Sensory, so that's Psychic. Uh, Shadow Sneak, that's Ghost. Um, he can learn Ice Beam, which is Ice, so we've already added three types. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is without Terrestrialization. Yeah. Uh, we've got Brick Break, that's Fighting, U-Turn, that's Bug. We've got Grass Knot for Grass. We've got Rock Slide for Rock. Spikes for Ground, which is really cool if you are about to get hit with an electric. Yeah, I was going to say, t- the Spikes and T-Spikes were also really, in a- having both made this thing a nasty suicide lead as well. Uh, yep. It-, it was one of those Pokemon where it kind of always had something that would make it great in this situation. Which, uh, not, not a, an ideal situation to have. Yes. It works well enough that you can run it like physical, special, mixed, hazards. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. That was because of uh, Battle Bond and Protein, so you didn't know which way it was going to just kill you. Mm-mm. Unless someone was, you know, good enough to bring a shiny, <laughs> because <laughs> yes, that one couldn't be Battle Bond. Yep. All right, but yeah, let's uh let's go take a look then, and we're gonna take a look at a team. We've got a Gen Nine OU team. It's been a while since I played actual OU, um, but this team is uh, it actually looks like it has decent synergy, and it's a fun time. We do have Greninja obviously on this team. Uh, it's holding choice specs. It's got Protean because Torrent is awful compared mm-hmm. to that. Two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed, timid nature. We've got Hydro Pump. 
uh, Dark Pulse, Spikes, and Ice Beam. We are holding choice specs. Um, so if you, this is probably meant to just lead into Greninja, try to tr- set up a couple layers Mm-mm. of spikes and then bounce out and then be Greninja the rest of the game mm-hmm. and hit some, hit one or two things very hard. I mean, you, you do have a really good pivot in the back. So sometimes you just get a, a free spikes turn sometimes. So yes, that does happen a lot. Um, you also have Claude Zyre on here with heavy duty boots. He's got water absorb. Um, I love that Claude Zyre still has water absorb. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, he's, his terror type is dark. Uh, 248 HP. Now it's 248 because that does hit certain numbers on leftovers and, um, and also toxic slash, you know, in hazards. That mm-hmm, makes a difference. Bleach Seed's the big one for this guy. Eight defense, uh, 252 special defense. He's a bulky boy. Careful nature. Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Toxic, and Recover. As we learned, not many non-Poison-type Pokemon have Toxic this gen, so... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's a, it's a big deal for Clawsire to come in and help stall some stuff out. I will uh, let somebody else go now. Mm-hmm. Linia, go ahead. So, uh, we've got uh, the String Cheese Terror himself, Golden Go, holding a Covert Cloak. Uh, which I believe is that the one that gives you uh, the no secondary effects. Yes, it's the, yeah. so it prevents you from getting frozen or getting flinched or uh, which e- is uh, I, I guess good only for some things because it already has good as gold as an ability. Well, yeah. no, because covert cloak only blocks you from secondary effects of moves, so you can't get thunder waved, but you can get nuzzled. Uh, yes. This means oh. you can't get nuzzled. You also can't oh. get knocked off either. Yeah, which actually is a bad thing because then it just still keeps dealing uh, bonus damage to you because you're having a held item. Uh, so that's that's actually a, a weakness of the item. Uh, but other than that, it, it prevents secondary impact things. Um, I don't. It doesn't stop your own, so your make it rains will still drop your own stats, as far as I'm aware. Um, oh, but, but mystical fire won't. Yeah, Mystical Fire won't do anything to your special attack, etc., etc. This Pokemon is just, you don't get to interact with me, the Mon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Golden Go has Hexproof. Uh, Shadow Ball, Make It Rain, Recover, and Nasty Plot are its moves. It's got 252 special attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed. Click buttons, kill things. It's not exactly complicated. Nice. Uh, and then we've got the king of it's not exactly complicated, Great Tusk with some lefties. <laughs> That's so true, though. It's like, I remember having, like, suicide leads back in the day, and Great Tusk, like, does two things, and you know what that thing is, probably. Um, and this one actually has a somewhat unorthodox spread with 252 HP, 28 defense, 4 special defense, 44 speed with Terra Water. Oh, Terra Flying on the Golden Go. Uh, it's got an impish nature. It's got Earthquake, Body Press for that defense-based damage, Knock Off, and Rapid Spin. So it's here to spin, and uh, if Golden Go comes in, make Golden Go's life really hard. (laughs) Yep. And I promised you a pivot earlier, and that pivot is Corviknight. It's holding leftovers, the ability is pressure, the Terra-type is flying because maybe you just want the Brave Bird to hit harder, or you want to not be weak to Fire-type moves. I don't know. It's, it's They usually do that for Pokemon that are like definitely not your Terra targets. Exactly. 
Like, it's there. You're never going to click it. Exactly. Whatever. So um, the EVs are, again, 248 HP because it's holding leftovers and it wants to do leftover things and the hazards and all that because it's not holding boots. Max defense and eight special defense with an impish nature. It's like a mirror of the Claude Sire, stats-wise. It's got Brave Bird, U-Turn, which, again, great pivot, Roost, and Body Press, because that's going to hit hard with the defense it has. And then finally, my very favorite Paradox Pokemon from Violet, maybe overall, we have Iron Valiant. Holding a Choice Scarf, the ability is obviously Quark Drive, the terror type is Fairy, and the EVs are Max Speed, Max Attack, Max Special Attack, sorry, uh, for defense with a timid nature because you want to go really, 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 really fast on this one. And the attacks are Moonblast, Psyshock, Trick, and Thunderbolt. I love Trick on this thing. Like, mm-hmm. there is a wall I can't get past. Disabled it. I still go really, really fast, but now that wall is not bothering me anymore. It's very true. Yeah, uh, this is uh, looks like a decent team. I haven't played with it yet. I, I try to play with the teams every week, but I did not get to this one. Uh, so yeah, definitely try it out. It'll be on the Discord server. And if you're a patron, you can get the shiny versions of everything that's not uh, not Iron Valiant or Great Tusk or Golden Go. <laughs> but no, Iron Valiant and Great I mean, Tusk, oh, never we mind. can do... You, never mind, you can. It's Why just not? Golden Go. I'm a dummy. Yeah. Um, yes, you can do that. All right. Well, until then, guys, we are going to kick it on over to our mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Mail. Welcome to the mailbag. Our mailbag is where you can send us an email at pugglepodcast at gmail.com and we might read it on the show. Last week, we asked you guys what you would like to see from the DLC, and a couple of you responded. So I'm looking forward to getting to those and sharing them with the community. Of course, this segment, as always, is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And if it's a great email, we'll give you a Green Tauros badge on the server. So until then, let's uh, jump right into our first email. It's going to be from Foxy. I believe Whimsicott's got this one. Mm Mm-hmm. I do. Hey, Poco Crew, Foxy here again because I just can't resist theory crafting. I have already started making a connection with what we currently know about the in-game story and the DLC, specifically the Indigo Disc. And I am surprised that not as many people have picked up on it yet. With that said, let's just, <laughs> let's jump into it. Okay, now I'm excited. He's defrancoed us. <laughs> I am going to be talking about what is ultimately the most interesting area of the game, Area Zero. One thing that I do not think gets much discussion is that when reading the Area Zero journals, we learn that Turo slash Sada were not working alone. In fact, early on, it says that they had a small team with them. A team that gradually shrank from either funding cuts or the last person leaving due to the professor's delusions as they became more intensely involved with their research. To hone in on this last person, when playing Violet Turo's fourth journal begins with I need more people, more time. That woman walked out not long after the boy was born. At first I did not think too much of this, but it really struck me when my girlfriend, who was playing Scarlet, got to the same place and the same journal has one change. There, Sada's journal reads I need more people, more time. That man walked out not long after the boy was born. 
Although it's only one word, knowing the differences between the two games, given that Tour's last assistant was a woman and Thaddeus was a man, I think that in each case they are referring to the opposite version's professor. I am hoping we get we get the other one in the in the DLC. I I mean maybe I just think that that wasn't even about the assistant. I I think that was just about about the about the other parent. <laughs> no, it was about their partner. I really like the theory though that like that they were married. I like that theory though. So the thing is, the thing is, I think it's beautiful how they handled it. I would like to know if it's the same in the Japanese version. It is. But I mean, we do know that they, that both parents are canonically very cool with leaving Arvin. Like, we do know that that's something they have in common. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe it's not that unreasonable. Like, so for sure. Yes. Could you imagine, like, just like glimpsing over that fact, like in the DLC, like Turo slash Sada comes back, like the other one, and they're just like, oh, hey, son, but let me help this other child. I think once again here, they wrote the Scarlet story first. Because it's a lot more common to have a father walk out on a newborn than to have a mother walk out on a newborn. But I, I th- this is like really interesting because they made everyone in that family look similar enough that, you know, Arvin looks like both of them. So anyone could be the other parent. But if they are both the parents, you know, yeah, that and if like it, it would make sense. For someone who is as much of a workaholic as Sada and Turo are, to like have a baby with someone who works with them. So maybe, maybe Foxy is right and we are right. And the assistant was also the partner and the other parent. And okay, let, let's keep going with the email. It continue, please. Continue, please. Is yes. <laughs> so, but that begs the question of why we never hear or see more of them in the main story. After all, where could they have disappeared to? If we look at the timeline, the work on Area Zero started 10 years prior to the story with everything that transpired having an uncertain exact date other than somewhere in that time frame. Mm. I think actually the 10 years is where they like made the Terra Orb, so they might have been there longer. I, I think they were there longer. Yes, 10 years was when they did it. So they actually had to have been there earlier because it was, they're like, yeah, we've been working for years and produced this. Exactly. And also, I, yeah. I like... Oh, man, as a scientist, that kind of, like, hits home. Like, hey, we made something useful. Please keep funding me. <laughs> if the assistant left somewhere around the middle or back half of that time, we could say that it was relatively recent. So where did they go? No, no, no. Now you've lost us. The person who left is Arvin's other parent. And they left just after Arvin was born. So, which was at least, I mean, Arvin is at least 10 for the Pokemon universe. 10 is everything, lot math. But. Arvin, is at, Arvin is at least 15. Like I think they might have given him an age. Let me double check. Did they? I don't think they did because it's vague because he's like around your age. I know Nimona is canonically older than us. I think Arvin is also older. Yes. I think Arvin is also older. Yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, we're working with a Japanese uh, product, so because of how their language is structured, we know relative ages a lot more than we know anything else. Yeah, fair enough, yes. But, I mean, that kind of gets messed up when you get in a, into a school setting. Well, it's it's seniority in the age, but but yes, it's, it's rough, but it exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the email says, well, we know that there was another academy that was funded relatively recently that would likely have been looking for more professors at this time. 
Piecing it together, I am calling Now, when we visit the Blueberry Academy in the Indigo Disc, we are going to bump into the opposite version's professor and uncover the fact that they would have worked with our version's professor, making them the only person who could likely tell us more about what was happening in Area Zero. With this, everyone asking how this new academy has anything to do with Area Zero suddenly have their answer as well. I can even see them taking it a step further and confirming that the other professor is Arvin's other parrot in each version as well. The timeline got a little wobbly on this on this reasoning, but most of it still holds up. I I think that the other parrot could be could be the other professor. Like that is that is a good that is a good theory. Okay, my only my only objection to this is they look a lot alike. That's kind of weird. But anyway, yeah, it is what it is. Have you seen cartoons since like 1960 where the the parents are like nearly identical versions of the child? That's like, yeah, okay, this is just we're just short coding that that's an entire family. No, no, that's that's that I uh, they look they 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 look. No, like I know. I'm saying that that is just kind of something that happens, particularly in animation. Is the entire family looks almost identical, including the parents to each other. Mm. It wouldn't be anything. Okay, I see. There's no necessary implication. I see what you mean. Okay. No, it's not like the implications. It would be like, eh, boring. Okay, uh, sticking to Area Zero, I have one more theory to share about the origins of the Paradox Pokemon. I do subscribe in part to imagination being a part of it, but I think that the full story is a little more involved. I do think that the Paradox Pokémon are being pulled from some kind of physical location slash reality for three reasons. Wait, there's a theory that they're pulled from the... How have you missed this? I haven't heard this one. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Um, Uh, Where have you been? I have been in other fandoms recently. Okay, we will have to talk about this later. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. One, uh, the Pokéballs sent through the time machine do appear to be going somewhere and returning. There is a line about tracing the coordinates of the Pokémon to know where to send and pull the Pokéballs back from. Second, is that the whole creating life out of nothing feels a little weird. Even artificial Pokémon originate from some kind of physical matter or cells. Third, third, I don't want to traumatize Arvin anymore. (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) No, that's the game's pastime. It wasn't enough to give him just the, the mother of all parent issues. No, no, no. We also had to go after his dog. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Seriously, imagine taking some kind of solace in knowing that some representation or remnant of your dead parent got to go out and live the adventure they always wanted, only to find out that your robo-dad just yeeted himself into non-existence. So, where am I going with this? I want to point out one change that happened in the Pokémon metadata. Oh. Both the mainline games and Pokémon Home have different classification identifiers that are attached to each Pokémon. Previously, the Ultra Beasts had the sub-legendary ID, but with the release of Scarlet and Violet, that was actually changed to one that roughly says Pokemon common in another world. Interestingly, the Paradox Pokemon that you can get on a limited number of were also given this identifier. I think that the power of Terrapagus that Hit would have encountered and would later be harnessed in the Zero Lab has to do with using the multiverse for wish fulfillment. Oh no... That is to say, when it learns about the people's imagination of what Pokémon might have looked like in the past slash future, rather than creating them out of nothingness, it finds a parallel universe in which life evolved differently than our own, in which something looks similar to what was imagined. This was going to be exactly where I would have gone before reading the second half of this paragraph, which, yeah, yeah, 
Like Oh no. It's the it's the oh it's just the oh no. It's um it's the TikTok reality shifter people. No, we can't give them anything. No. Oh. I only have a vague idea of what you're talking about, but I feel the same way as you do. No, I actually think no, it's cool. Like, okay. Uh it is like because pulling from the past or future of your timeline is somehow a little harder than pulling from a parallel timeline that is maybe disaligned from your own, temporally speaking. Uh, maybe Thatch will correct me on this one. Okay, cool. Uh, Thatch, does, does what I said make any sort of sense? You're the physicist here. Yes, I kind of understand, but it also doesn't matter because time travel's not real. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you can't travel through time. You can, however, go to Super Nebraska, a place where time has just, you know, kind of been off to the side a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, we're, uh, I mean, as long as we're trying to pick out the most plausible of impossible things. I think that we're just doing something imaginative and we're going to find out that the professor accidentally created po- Paradox Pokemon. Like, that's all I'm saying. That's all I want. Okay, that would actually make the Violet story really cool, though. Well, no, they, they didn't make, like, physically make them make them. No, no, I mean, uh, you know, okay, so if if you make Violet into a time loop, because it makes sense to pull things from the past, and the Scarlet Pokemon makes sense, but the Violet, uh, I think they, I like the way they handled them, okay? The Violet Pokemon, to me, are dumb. But if you make it so that it's a recursive thing, in which, essentially, Turo pulled them out, and then he ended up in the future, and he was the one who created them, thus making them make sense in the loop, at least. I would like that better. It's fine. All right, let's finish Let's finish the email, though. The Pokemon could be a paradox in our own universe, but could still make sense within its own world, making sense of the id of common in another world. This could also explain why none of the Pokemon in the Scarlet Violet book are perfectly accurate to their actual appearance. The power of Trapagos is only finding the closest thing that looks like that imagined Pokemon, whereas if, if it was purely imagination, you would think the resulting Pokemon would resemble the sketch more closely. It is not like Pokemon hasn't opened the multiverse book already, be it with Ultra Space or even the Auras postgame, where uh, when a line reference is sending the meteor to another universe, only to be shut down because other people could be living there, somehow hinting at the existence of the original Ruby and Sapphire in a different universe. I did want to toss in one final tiny speculation on how Terrapagos will work in battle. I think it is going to have a set type normally, but will have every Terra type. Eh? Normally, when you push the button to terrestrialize a Pokémon, that type is shown, and if you press the button again without selecting a move, it will unselect the terrestrialization. I think with Terrapagos... When you press the button again, it will continue to rotate through all of the types with each press until you finally select a move with one. I think that's not how they would do the uh, UI on that, but yeah, I, I don't think that's actually unrealistic. Yes. that That's not how the UI would work, but that, that's the only objection I have. I think it's a cool theory. That UI would be bad UI, in all honesty. <laughs> Having something do one thing most of the time, and in one instance not... Not not solid design. Granted, granted, I could see Pokemon making bad UI, so... <laughs> True. Okay, fair. Never mind. I retract object- objection rejected. 
<laughs> well, um, Foxy concludes with, I think that covers all my thoughts. I hope it gave you all some cool ideas and discussion. It definitely did. I can say for a fact, I am really excited to see where the DLC goes. Take care, Foxy. Hmm. This was uh, a big one and a cool one. All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably the green tourist badge right there. We do have one last email from Sleeve. Hi, everybody. Uh, I hope you're having a lovely spring and that the long wait for the first DLC in autumn isn't too painful. We have Tears of the Kingdom. We'll be fine. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom is coming. Uh, I have a wish list for the DLC that's full of all sorts of stuff, but I'll only mention a couple bits here. One, new moves. Like the move tutor in Isle of Armor, I expect new moves to be introduced in the first DLC drop. I really want to see moves that interact with each other when used in VGC. There was a, a, there was a discussion in Discord the other day about the pledge moves, and I want to see more inspiration drawn from them and more of that interactivity to mix up VGC a bit. But they were bad. Mm. I think the they pledge- were bad. The pledge moves are bad, and they should feel bad. Um, and two, cheap vitamins. They could just give us the vending machine with the bulk buy option again, and I'd be happy. We do actually have that, though. You can just, like, go buy them right now. It's not that. It's you got discounts. Oh, I mean, if you want discounts, sure. If you bought, like, 30 vitamins or whatever, uh, you, could buy, you could bulk buy them at cheaper prices, which is not a thing in the new game. <laughs> so, so Sleeve just wants to go to Costco. I understand. Um... Uh, that that was just a nice quality of life update in Isle of Armor that I'd like to see back. Anything that speeds up the cycle time of building competitive Pokemon is good by me. Fair enough. Uh, three, a way, a way to catch past mythicals. I, I never got Meloetta. I want to get Meloetta. Skill <laughs> I just issue. released the shiny version of Victini already. Uh, I, I think this... I think that this is more likely to come in the second DLC than the first, but still worth a mention. Uh, a mythical drop, maybe in a seven-star raid event when the DLC drops. I don't think that this is super likely, but it'd be a better way to release new mythicals than just a serial code that runs for a month. Oh, I literally said this earlier today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, but yeah, that is that is true. Um, anyway, these are my top wishes for the DLC. Now I'll just get back to waiting for autumn. Peace and love, Sleeve. I just imagine Sleeve is that, that meme of the guy just waiting by the pool. With his hands behind his back, staring off into space until autumn. I just imagine uh, Sleeve just going about his day very normally, and then he sees it's a top type episode, glances over his computer where PowerPoint's open, and just sighs like, there's my week. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, no, it is a top type episode. So if you do want to email us next week at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, let us know your favorite and least favorite grass types. We'd love to know. Uh, we're going to gather some data, and the Discord sleeve actually makes these really cool presentations, and we get some really cool statistics. I really mm-hmm. love it. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't hate me for making them. I will say right now, though, if you say Whimsicott is your worst grass type, at least give us a motivation, please. She just wants to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I, I just, I like, I, I realize that, yeah, but no, I just, I, just tell me why. But what am I doing wrong? What have I done? Also, Foxy 100% gets the green Taurus badge. Yes. Uh, but of course, uh, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, the best way is to do so is to come to our Discord at Discord or PuckleDiscord.com. You can, of course, also find us uh, over on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, additionally, if you want to watch us stream, I've been trying to stream more consistently on Wednesdays over at YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. Um, outside of that, though, um, if you want to help support the show, there's a couple ways you can do so. First of all, you can go ahead and check out our uh, 
check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash buckle podcast. Uh, actually, we're going to be doing a get together and playing Jackbox with a bunch of you this Friday, April. What is Friday? April 28th um, at 7.30 p.m. EST to like 9.30 p.m. EST, maybe longer, depending on how it goes. Um, so definitely jump into that if you are interested. That's going to be over on our Discord. And then, of course, you can support the show if you also want to get into TCG products like Thatch um, has, unfortunately. Um, you can go to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 for 5% off. And we get a little bit of kickback if you do that. It's a great way to support the show if you're already buying TCG product. But on that note, uh, I guess I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I've been Lenian. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.